Good morning. Thank you for joining us on Center Stage, Nonprofits of Tucson. We have the really cool opportunity to talk to a lot of different nonprofits and to hear what they're doing in our community and how they are making a difference in people's lives. And I have to say, I think that today's show is going to be very unique and it's going to be something that you're really going to enjoy. It's, it's just a very special opportunity. And I hope that you guys have, you hear all the opportunities that there are to get involved. So today we have on the show, Luke Five Adventures. And I have a full house in here. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce everyone. When I say your name, just give a quick little hi. So we have Janet Hale, the Tucson director. Hi. We have Fran Emerling, the um, assistant director. Hello. John Stevens, the safety coordinator. Hello. Good morning. And Connie Osandan, um, she is the parent of one of the kiddos that gets to take advantage of this Nico. Yep. Hi. So thank you all for being here. It's really cool to have so many different people because we're going to be able to hear all about this opportunity and about just different aspects and different perspectives. So I'm really excited that you guys were all able to come. But Janet, can I have you... Explain to us a little bit about what is Luke 5 Adventures and what is it that you're doing? Great. Well, thank you for having us, first of all. Um, so we are actually Luke 5 Adventures Tucson. So there's actually different chapters. The original chapter of Luke 5 Adventures is in Cincinnati, Ohio. So back in 2020, there was a gentleman, Kevin Schweiger, who was an avid hiker, outdoorsman, who had someone at his church that he really wanted to go hiking with. Unfortunately, she had been in a car accident about 20 years prior, and he just wanted her to be able to see what he saw. So he was determined to make that happen. So he was able to locate a device, sort of sight unseen for him, uh, more based on a description that is called a Jolet. It's actually out of um, France and it's a kind of a one-wheeled rickshaw-like device. So he got a couple people together. Um, they put their money together and they ordered it. Um, there's only one distributor actually in the United States in Colorado. And they went ahead in a few days um, after Christmas and that particular year, they took Debbie Rosen on the first hike that she had ever gone uh, since her car accident. So that was really the, the impetus, if you will, or the start of Luke 5 Adventures. That's really cool that just to hear where it starts. I always love to hear the beginning of some kind of nonprofit because it always starts with someone seeing a need and thinking I can help in this one situation and then realizing that there's so much more of a need for the same thing and that it can be done on a larger scale. So I, I feel like that's just so encouraging to someone who sees a need and has a passion to try to to meet the need. And it's a really cool um, thing to just see that after a while that you're able to make such an impact on so many people. So I do want to ask first if you can explain a little bit more about what a Rosie is, kind of describe it for listeners, because it is something that isn't necessarily something you see every day. It's it's unique. And so can you describe a little bit more about kind of what it looks like and how it functions? Sure. So uh, you did already mention that we do have a nickname for the device called a Rosie. And that was actually named after Debbie Rosen. So um, it 
basically looks like a one-wheeled rickshaw-like device. And I almost think of it, one of our hikers said, I kind of feel like I'm in a wheel, not in my wheelchair anymore, but I'm in a wheelbarrow. And so uh, the idea is we have uh, the back of it is where someone holds on to handles, if you will. And that does the um, sort of, if you will, uh, pushing forward and balancing of the device. And then there's also somebody in the front that has sort of, uh, again, arms to it that actually help with steering and moving it forward. So really it takes two people to move the Rosie forward, but then also for safety, we always have people on the side as well. And all of our people that are involved, our volunteers are called Sherpas. And the reason for that is the, the device that we're talking about actually has gone up to Mount Kilimanjaro. And so Kevin decided we needed to all be called Sherpas. So there's always four Sherpas at one time moving the Rosie forward. And then that is depending on who's on the device, who's going on the hike, there are also, there's someone there who understands the medical needs. Mm -hmm. Can we talk a little bit just about who all goes out on this? We have the four Sherpas that are helping to actually move it, but who else is part of this? And, um, you know, if someone wanted to be part of it, what might that look like? Sure. um, I'll take this. Uh, This is Fran. Just happy to be here. Uh, so uh, the basic positions, like I said, like Janet said, are the front and the rear and the sides. And we call them all, all trail Sherp or all Sherpas, but we also have along with us, we also have a lead Sherpa and the lead Sherpa is just in charge of the team, making sure that everyone's situated, everybody's comfortable. He will be responsible for rotating the different positions, the front, the rear and the sides every so often to make sure people don't get fatigued or get tired. And also we always have a seating Sherper with us. The meeting, the seating Sherper will have a medical background. Um, we have various med- med- medical backgrounds and depending on the hiker and the needs of the hiker, we, we try to match them up as best as we can with whatever that disability or that need is so that we make sure that that seating Sherpa can get the person seated make sure they're comfortable and they're ready to enjoy their hike. We also at times will have a a caboose Sherpa if we have a large group just to make sure everyone keeps moving along on the trail. And we also have somebody out front who's a scout Sherpa to make sure of any strange obstacles or anything that we may. We always keep safety in mind and always uh, like to keep things moving and fun. You know, and we actually had Janet on the show uh, a couple months ago. And so I've heard a little bit about this already, and some of our listeners will have too. But one thing that really stuck out to me from that interview that we did is that the families that come can come and enjoy it and that they know that their child is being completely taken care of and that they can just enjoy themselves on this hike. And so we actually have an opportunity to hear from a parent. Connie, can you tell us a little bit from your perspective of just how this runs and and what it means for your family? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. So we started last summer. Um, My son, Nico, he's 18 years old. He has developmental delays with um, low muscle tone, incontinent. He's in a feeding tube. So, of course, at first, we were a little bit scared. Um, We um, are a family of five. We like to go outdoors, and um, so we really didn't know much what to expect. The first time we got there, um, there was this big group. Maybe 20 people were there, and um, they were just so welcoming. They um, greeted my son uh, one by one and just made him feel very comfortable. We've already hiked um, four times with the group, um, and they're very accommodating. If he needs to um, 
you know, has a potty accident, whatever, they'll um, stop and, um, you know, we'll take our time if he needs a break. Um, you know, that's that's something that um, I feel very comfortable. Um, you know, they're, they're always telling him, look, did you see the bird? Um, there's also sometimes kids will join us. One of the Sherpa brings his son all the time. And um, he's super sweet. He'll say, let's... Um, try to collect bugs. Um, so it makes, it's very fun for him. He has um, truly enjoyed it. And um, we always look forward to coming back. It's really a wonderful organization that, um, you know, we trust them. And not only for my son, but um, as a family with, I bring my other two sons. Um, it's something, a fun activity. It's it's kind of like a respite. and. We all are part of this uh, Luke 5 Adventures family. Thank you for sharing the, I mean, personal experience and just how your family feels so cared for because that is, you know, what I hear is the mission is to really care for the families and to provide opportunities where they may not otherwise be there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what better place to do that than Tucson, right? Oh, oh for yeah. sure. I have never been to Cincinnati and so I have no idea what it looks like, <laughs> but I will tell you, I have been hiking in Tucson and it's definitely, I mean, it's something that if you can't go out, you are missing something. And okay. so providing that to people is an amazing thing. Yep. I agree. That's for sure. Well, you, you know, that's really encouraging, Connie, for you to say because one of the things that we are really intentional about is is creating a welcoming and encouraging environment and we're very intentional about it we, we've done trainings without hikers where we just kind of uh, rehearse transfers and getting people from their device that they came in into our rosy uh, we would just walk around with somebody who is um, uh, able-bodied just to get the feel of what it's like to be in the chair and know what it's like to go up a hill or down a hill as a hiker uh, so understanding this stuff and, and hearing it from you is really encouraging. And thank you for, for calling out. There's a lot of practice and a lot of stuff and planning that takes place way before uh, our hiker shows up that day. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. So thank you, Connie. How many hikes do you guys normally do? Is it like a once a month? Is it once every other month? What is the kind of normal frequency? Well, our goal is definitely to get to the point where we're going out every weekend. Uh, because we are all volunteers, majority of our volunteers are working people. So um, we're just basically on the weekends right now. And also, too, as you um, heard Fran say, it can take anywhere from 6 to 18 people to make a hike happen. So we're trying to build our Sherpas. That's something that we're definitely going to be wanting to talk about. Um, to where we can really start going out at least once uh, a weekend. Uh, We do Saturday mornings. We do Saturday afternoons. We do sunset hikes on Saturdays. And then Sunday evenings, we also do sunset hikes as well. And for listeners who want to learn more about you, what is a good website for them to find you at or phone number? Okay, so the website is Luke5, the number five, luke5adventures.org slash Tucson hyphen A Z. And then the phone number to call would be 520-241-8797. And love to talk to them. Thank you so much. We are going into the break, but when we come back, we will hear lots more about opportunities to volunteer. If you'd like to go hiking, there will be opportunities to get involved Um, as far as donations or more in a financial way and to really hear about the impact that 
Luke 5 Adventures Tucson is making. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. In the first segment, we talked a lot about who Luke 5 Adventures Tucson is and what they're doing. And if you missed that, you know, it's really a cool opportunity to take people hiking who otherwise wouldn't be able to hike. And so that definition sounds extremely broad, but that's because the number or the the people who can come are, I mean, it's a very broad group. So can we just talk a little bit about the hikers who are coming and maybe give us a little bit of an idea of how broad that range is of who can come and be on a Rosie? Okay, so we have everybody hiker-wise from babies pretty much um, to 92 is our oldest hiker that we've had. Um, our hikers, as I said, can be uh, young, coming with their entire family. They can be older. We have um, a veteran that came recently um, that um, it came really with just some some of us along as um, the friends. Um, and then we had a date night even that was really fun where a uh, husband and wife both sat in a rosy and um, went on a hike together. So it really varies from young to old. Well, and I think when you had mentioned earlier too that, you know, all the different people that are part of this, including medical, you know, having someone who understands the needs of the hiker that, it, it really opens it up to where someone, you know, normally with the family feeling like they can't go out and do things, it opens up the possibilities because there is someone there who understands the medical needs and can take care of them and that the group as a whole is uh, completely monitoring, you know, the whole hike and paying attention to all of that. Um, Connie, I want to ask you, as, you know, a family who's coming in for the very first time to go on one of these hikes it's probably not an easy decision to just come on and to trust that everything's going to be okay. Can you kind of talk us through that and what you would tell someone who is maybe considering bringing a child, but is a little bit apprehensive? Yeah. So, um, well, my, ch my son is 18 and, um, it's really hard to find activities where we can all be together as a family. Um, being on a wheelchair, um, we're very limited. So, we came across this organization, I think through Facebook, um, somebody posted, and of course it was hard at first. I think it's always that first step, like many things in life. It's just that first step. Once you get over it, everything's going to be okay. So um, we got in touch with Janet and she responded right away. She invited us for a hike and we did our first one at Sweetwater. Um, so we were, um, we had been there to the trails, so we knew how it was with my other sons, not with Nico. And um, it was intimidating at first. It was a big group and Nico was a little bit scared, but they were welcoming. They came, they said hi. Um, and he had such a great time. We were there as a family. Um, dad, his two younger brothers, just had a really nice time. His smile at the end just really warmed my heart. Um, and yes, he wanted to come back. Um, I mean, I can't say... Not, you know, so many good things about this if, organization. If if I could just share a moment, and I don't even know if I shared this with with Connie, so hopefully this will get her. But uh, Nico was probably my my first real big aha moment as a volunteer. At the time, um, I hadn't stepped into quite the director role yet. I was more of just a lead stripper volunteer, and uh, we had Nico out on a hike. And after the hike, when we were back, because he was a little bit, and, and I can understand that, a little bit apprehensive at first, a little bit sc uh, scared, you know, we're transferring from, 
from the car, the wheelchair to, to our Rosie device. But when he got back to that camp, the smile on his face and what he's told us, best day ever. That's what he said, best day ever. And just to hear that after going out on a hike with him, hearing the best day ever, that was kind of my first. I've had many since, and I could go on and on, many aha moments, but that was probably the first big one that, yes, this is where I need to be. This is what I need to be doing and and just loving it. Like I said, since then, many. Um, real quick, we've had hikers, uh, one just recently, I can't recall her name right now, but we're on the trail and she's to stop and first thing you think is okay something's wrong what's going on she just wanted to hear the water she just wanted to hear the water um you know that the community that we're hoping to love on they don't get to experience that sometimes they don't get to be in the outdoors and that's all she wanted was to hear some water and it's just it's a blessing on our part and that's what we want to do we want to, to bless them and just be part of their family thanks for sharing that story i mean that I'm sure that for listeners, you know, they can feel the impact of that. And it's an opportunity that I think is so unique because it is such a big impact on the hikers. You know, you're you're really changing their world for that hike and giving them an opportunity that they don't normally get. But also it's so cool that, you know, there's not a, a strict requirement of who can volunteer and be part of this, that there are many different ways to volunteer. There are many opportunities. And listeners from my show will know that I'm always talking about family opportunities. I want families to go out and volunteer together. And, you know, especially with kids, it's really hard to find opportunities to go out and volunteer. And this is something that the kids will see an immediate impact and that they can go and be part of. And, you know, I'm imagining my son would probably go running off and trying to collect all the rocks he could and bringing them rocks because he's super into rocks. But just bringing whatever it is that they enjoy and making that part of the excitement for the hiker. It's it's a really great opportunity. So, yeah, I, I think what's real important about to understand about our Sherpas is, is that they come in all sizes and ages and ranges as well. And so I'm going to throw the mic over just a second to um, John because his son Isaiah and then Bella um, come as well. And they're very much a part of, of our Sherpa family um, because, again, what's what's really important too that I think I'll add to before I throw it over to him is that um, when we're going hiking, we really are hiking as a huge family, if you will. And what's really important, I think, is that to understand we're going on non-accessible trails. These trails are not ones that your wheelchair can get to. So it really is getting them out there to places where you can hear babbling brooks and, and hear birds flying and experience things that you wouldn't be able to, to hear otherwise. And so, um, for example, uh, John will be just sharing a minute about his family. But what I love is Isaiah, his son, um, he, when we go on our sunset hikes, he is totally in charge of headlamps because we all are, of course, it's going to get dark. And he is takes his job is very seriously. So that's what I love is that we are able to, for both our families, but also for our Sherpas, that their families can get involved as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we we scout the trails and we purposely pick trails that are, uh, we mitigate risk, if you will. We try to find trails that are, that none of them are accessible, wheelchair accessible. We try to mitigate risk. And, and one of the benefits of that is that you can open up the Sherpas to all kinds of different shapes and sizes and people. And so, yeah, so my son, he's a, he's a fifth grader. Uh, he participates uh, as often as we can. You can get him out there. And, and 
he doesn't necessarily get to be on the rosy and touch the rosy because you have to be a I think the rule is you have to be able to drive old enough to drive to be able to touch the rosy but we can still find a role for you in our organization in our team uh, we have people that have to be the caboose and make sure nobody falls behind we have people at base camp so maybe you don't hike at all but you have a gift for hospitality well, you can be at base camp and if people walk by and say, hey, what is this device? What is this? Maybe you can explain a little bit about it. Maybe they know somebody or they know somebody who knows somebody that would like to go on a hike one day. Uh, and, and so there's opportunities for people to get involved in Luke 5 Adventures, not just on the, uh, the, the hiking side, which we absolutely positively love you to do that, but also on the other side where the hospitality side and like the planning side as well. What are some of the locations that you do hikes at? We've been all over this city. We've been to Catalina State Park. We've been to Saguaro National Park uh, East. We The rangers love us over there. They're great with us over there. Madeira Canyon. Madeira Canyon. Uh, Sweetwater Preserve. Rose Canyon Lake. We Rose did Canyon Ro Lake. Rose Canyon Lake up on Mount Lemmon. Uh, we did a hike at the very top of Mount Lemmon uh, to, to see that vista from the highest view in the Catalinas. Uh, we, um, and I was going to say, we also sometimes get special requests. So like Johnny and Friends of Arizona, they asked us to come up to Phoenix, and we did uh, Lost Dutchman State Park up there. We also go and do the Johnny and Friends uh, summer camp up in Williams, Arizona. Um, we did Karcher Caverns area. So pretty much we, we go wherever we get asked. And so one thing, too, I want to add is that um, so like um, Nico um, asked one of his friends uh, to go with um, Greta one time and Addie. So the beauty is we do have more than one Rosie, so I wanted to bring that up, that we can go on double hikes. And now we pretty soon can go on triple hikes. But with that, we also need to have enough Sherpas to be able to uh, move each device. We've also, I'd like to just share one quick thing because I, I was this was really special too, even though I didn't get to go out with that team. But uh, we got a phone call one time from a parent of a young lady it was not going to be able to go on their field trip because it mm -hmm. was up at Rose Canyon Lake in yeah. Mount Lemon, And they asked us if we could do it, and we absolutely said yes. Um, so we got to uh, we got to take somebody on, a, on their school field trip where they would have otherwise been, been a home. So if there's a request out there, uh, you know, we do everything we can to say yes and then figure out how to make it happen. One more quick story. We had a young man, Sam, up at Johnny and Friends camp who um, wanted to go to the top of the zip line. Um, they have a special uh, lift that they use, and they get them up halfway, and they let them go down. But he had been going to Johnny and Friends camp, uh, and he was always watching the top, and he wanted to get to the top. He asked us, can we get him to the top of the zip line? And we did. And him and his brother went down, and it was just, it was just awesome. That's such a cool... I mean, having that as something that you really want to do. And uh, Janet, you mentioned earlier that a lot of times they're used to being told no. Mm -hmm. And to be able to go and experience something where you're normally being told no, and here it's a yes. If there's a way to make it happen, it's going to happen. Yep. Um, it's just such a cool opportunity. Our, our saying is we make the impossible possible. And that's what we're all about. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for being here. This was Luke 5 Adventures Tucson. Can you give us the website one more time for either if you want to volunteer or you'd like to go on a hike? Yep. 
Um, and there's also just, I'm going to mention there is a donation link as well because we are 100% um, based on donations. So we appreciate that as well. So it is Luke 5, the number 5, luke5adventures.org slash Tucson hyphen AZ. And then the phone number again is 520-241-8797. Thank you so much. And if you do have an opportunity to get involved, I really do think it's an awesome thing, especially for families or making a donation if you're not a hiker. Um, if you, I want to say a quick thank you to all of our sponsors, Rightway Heating, Cooling and Plumbing and Indie Realty. If you use our sponsors, let them know that you heard about them on Center Stage, Nonprofits of Tucson.